This is the greatest story ever podcast. There comes a time when all the cosmic tumblers have clicked into place and the universe opens itself up for a few seconds to show you what's possible. With Keith Conrad. You know, everything is not an anecdote. You have to discriminate. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Once again, I'm continuing my one-man mission to collect everyone's craziest life experience they've ever had. And uh, one person I may need to see if I can track down is 14-year-old Angel Martinez of Phoenix, Arizona. See, Angel's parents were out of town for their uh, anniversary and left him home alone recently. Now, that might not have been the best idea for a 14-year-old, but it's not completely crazy either. He had just washed their Range Rover and ran into a crisis when he couldn't find any nearby towels to dry it off. Being an industrious and creative young man, he decided he would dry it by driving it around the neighborhood, and he was promptly arrested for speeding. Perhaps wanting to show the world that they were indeed strict parents, despite leaving their 14-year-old alone for the weekend, Angel's parents decided they would give away all his earthly possessions. They put them all out on the lawn and made Angel hold a sign reading, I'm sorry I stole my parents' car and was speeding. And he had to watch as people took away all his stuff. Now, that was definitely an interesting life experience that Angel won't forget. And you would have already known about Angel if you had signed up for my free email newsletter at keithconradmedia.com. You get about uh, 8 to 10 goofy stories a day, my commentary, plus a gif or two, and some historical anecdotes just to keep things interesting. Again, sign up at keithconradmedia.com. And if you think you have a story to contribute to this effort, shoot me an email at greateststoryeverpodcast at gmail.com. My guest today is Matt McClure. He's the executive producer at the Georgia News Network, and he was formerly at uh, New York One, which, by the way, is in New York City. Thanks so much for joining me, Matt. Hey, Keith. No problem at all. Thank you for having me. Now, when I reached out to you and, and was like, hey, can you talk about the craziest life experience you've ever had? I just assumed it was going to be uh, Matt McClure with that time I was in an Ikea TV commercial. <laughs> it didn't turn out to be the case. <laughs> no, not really. I will, although I will say, like crazy experience being in an Ikea commercial. It was like, it was for, they had a new kitchen line. It was, uh, you know, an, uh, an audition thing where, uh, you know, it was one of those situations where you're like, oh, I didn't get this and I'm never going to be in an Ikea commercial because it, it was like right before I got a job on TV in New York. And so I was distracted by getting this TV job in New York and I sort of forgotten about it. And then all of a sudden I get the call and I'm in an Ikea commercial and it, it was just like out of this world and, and kind of cool. Yeah. That, uh, and it was, you know, as somebody who, who knows you and, uh, but, but is, was essentially just a, uh, an innocent bystander in that whole thing. It was, it was a little strange to occasionally look up at the TV and just suddenly see you there. You're like, Hey, there's that guy I worked with. This is, yeah. this is very, he's, he's, uh, making a pizza and an Ikea commercial. It's very strange. And I, I would get uh, comments from people, uh, that I worked with like at the time, um, saying like, oh, I watch, you know, so-and-so show on like Bravo or whatever. And they play that commercial endlessly. I will say the thing that I miss the most though about the Ikea commercial, the residual checks. 
I would imagine that would be up there too. And uh, uh, I believe it's probably on YouTube because everything's on YouTube. So uh, I will I will try to dig it up and uh, and put it in the uh, in the show notes so people can can see it. Yes, please please do. It's my it is really sort of my claim to fame. <laughs> Uh, so, so I don't envy you, uh, having to top that, but I, I guess you're, you're, you're putting that on yourself. So I am. Well, actually like, have I can top that. Right. Right. Well, I, you know, it's like, I don't have anything like where I like a near death experience or anything insane, like on that level. Although it is the thing that I am going to talk about is on a lot more personal level, I guess it's like professional meets personal, you know, it's, it's very, um, it's very that. It's very those professional and personal worlds colliding in a way. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that can definitely make for a crazy life experience. Oh, totally. Well, and you know, I mean, it's like if I if I rewind a couple of years in life, it was a very strange time. Because okay, so I was I was living in New Jersey, working in New York. Um, I right as I was actually moving from New York from Queens to New Jersey. I had really bad, and this is, you'll, you'll literally be like, what the heck are you talking about? Um, I had really bad stomach pains one night. <clears throat> Turns out as I'm writhing in pain on the floor and, you know, fast forward a few hours later to the emergency room at one of New York's finest hospitals, um, I had appendicitis and had to have my appendix, uh, my appendix removed. <laughs> so like just buff, and this is literally a couple of days before moving from New York to New Jersey. Well, and at least you lost some weight like really quickly. It's very true. And I didn't have to lift a bunch of boxes. So That's because true. I couldn't. So there so there you go. Like that was literally the best part of the whole experience. And, and you change your move date. So like yeah, you, you got you got out of that. that right. That was exactly. Really I was like, everybody else can move stuff and I will um, you know, I'll I'll open a box, close a box, and that's about it. Um, but we were, we were moving to the beautiful town of Rahway, New Jersey, uh, not that far from the city. And I, um, was, you know, after having recovered from all of that, very, um, discouraged about life. I was also in the middle of probably one of the strangest experiences I've ever had. And that is, um, auditioning to become a host for the largest home shopping network in the country. Um, it's uh, three letters. You can probably guess they're uh, based in Pennsylvania. Um, but Mike Rowe was there for a while. Yep, exactly. Uh, they uh, have had several very famous people have gone through there. And a lot of more famous people have had clothing lines and stuff like that uh, that have uh, been on there. And so I went through this whole experience of auditioning to be a host and got like so close. Like, I mean, I literally, so the, the day that I had my stomach issues and turns out I had appendicitis and was in the emergency room and had surgery that very night, that day was my, the day of my audition, my very first audition for them. Oh, wow. In person, I'm there with the, uh, um, all of like the, the producers and the talent, uh, scouts and all this stuff. And I do my little presentation and I go, you know, like after, like I felt good about it afterward. I'm like, my stomach just feels kind of weird. <laughs> and I had just gone. So my full-time job, I was at New York One. I was very, very happy at New York One um, TV state, all news TV station in New York. And 
I had just the previous day gone to cover a food festival. And so I was like, oh, I guess I ate something weird at the food festival because that's me. But that following day, I was like, it's my stomach felt a little uneasy and it didn't get better. And so then came the appendicitis uh, that very night. And so by the time I got called back in to go and, and when you go to this particular home shopping network uh, channel, if, as a host, a potential host, they, this particular time, they called in 25 of us that like 3000 people audition. They call from coast to coast. They called in 25 of us to be the finalists to the, the studios in Pennsylvania for like a three day boot camp. And so this is, this is an experience here. I am with all the people who were jockeying for the same job. There were like five or six openings at the time. And that, you know, it was, it was like weird and nerve wracking and exciting and all of that all at the same time. And, um, so I told them the story and I just got, got along very well with all the people who were there and the, um, uh, tell- well, I was going to ask, do you, do you actually talk to the other people or are you all like, uh, in your, in your separate corners and, uh, you know, everybody's the enemy, right? No, we were actually, everyone was, was like lovely and awesome. Like they really were like, I, I actually still keep in touch with a few of them to this day. Uh, one of whom I was also in the same boat with for a while. Uh, she did not get a, a the gig. Like we were, they, they had, the 25 finalists, right? And after the three-day boot camp, they narrow it down to like 10 for the five or six positions. Mm -hmm. They hired six people and we were like numbers seven and eight. (laughs) But she actually ended up getting a job uh, like later, like a year later. They never called me back. I'm not going to ask why. A thing, other things happened. Um, But the... uh, um, weird thing is she did end up getting a job there. And so we keep in touch every now and then, but it's, um, everybody was just absolutely lovely. And you know, the people who are there already and the people who you were also auditioning with. And, you know, I got to meet a lot of the people who were on air I actually met. Um, he, he happened to be there doing a live hit, um, for his line of wine as we were doing a tour of the studio, just happened to cross paths with him. Uh, Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank. Oh, really? Yeah. And he, I, 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 he passed by and I said, oh, Mr. Wonderful. And he said, oh, hey, how's it going? And that was just like a really sort of cool out of body experience at the moment. One thing about Kevin O'Leary though, much, much shorter than I anticipated. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would have been great if you actually said that. I, well, I think you're a half of uh, Kevin O'Leary. Right. Exactly. Where where the rest of you go, you know? Um, but anyway, so this whole experience was kind of insane and crazy. And so when I ended up finding out weeks later, cause it was like radio silence for a while and I had become friends, like we were talking about with some of the people who I had auditioned with, um, and I had kept in touch with them and followed them on social media and that sort of thing. When I saw somebody post something about, oh, you know, good news is coming with a picture of the studio or something like that alluding to the fact that they had gotten an offer and then a couple of weeks passed and I had still heard nothing. I was down, you know, I was like, not, I was not feeling life at that particular moment. And, um, you know, I it ended up talking to the casting guy and he was like, Oh my gosh, it was so like, it was, it was super close. The person who ended up getting the, the job that I otherwise would have gotten, 
um, was someone who had worked for the UK channel uh, of the same company previously. So it was like, how are you going to compete with that in a way? But I almost got it instead. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like everything seemed to be like it was falling in place. And I was like, oh, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. I keep making it past these rounds. It's almost like if you buy a lottery ticket and you are looking at the lottery ticket and watching the drawing and all of the numbers get called except for like the last two. So instead of winning $5 million, you win like a buck 50, you know, it's like that kind of thing. Um, well, if it makes you feel any better, uh, you know, back in the, uh, in the late fifties when they were picking the Mercury seven astronauts, yeah. uh, Jim Lovell was number eight. Oh, wow. So, you know, you, you just never know how things are going to work. Exactly. Out. <laughs> you never, you never know. <laughs> you really, really never know. Um, and I had sort of like one of those moments not long after that, where it's like, is this like, was this really meant to, cause I had this like image in my mind, this is what is like meant to be. I had such a good feeling about it. And like you say, you never know what's going to happen or what is really meant to be. And so I, um, a few months to, well, almost, almost a year later, um, I was still working. I was full time at New York one. I was the business reporter. Um, it was money on one was my segment. I was, um, enjoying it. I loved, uh, you know, living in New York. It was a place like no other, but you know, I still got in my, e- in my email box, this old, I saw this old subscription for like a, a search on uh, one of the job websites indeed, I believe. And I got an alert one day that there's this job opportunity in Atlanta and I just happened to click on it and opened it up. It was says executive producer, Georgia news network. And I'm like, well, that's, that's weird. Okay. Let me reach out to my old boss, Matt cook, who you know very well. So we both worked with him back in the day mm-hmm. and I reached out to him. He goes, oh yeah, that's, that's my job. I'm retiring. Come take my job. <laughs> and I was like, what, what? <laughs> It was very, very weird. And so, you know, I am, I had been in New York for like 10 years. I grew up in the Atlanta area. My family's all here. My dad, um, in the past couple of years has been diagnosed with, um, cancer for the second time. Um, it was kidney cancer that came back on his adrenal gland. He had surgery for it. It did not, um, get rid of it. It came back in that same spot. Um, he's also uh, been diagnosed with a particular kind of dementia uh, called frontal lobe dementia, and um, which is not a memory thing. It's more of a social interaction thing where he just does weird things and says weird things and eats weird things now. Um, and so, and my mom also has health issues. She's had some mobility issues for years and she actually fell and broke her um, uh, shoulder, like shattered her shoulder just a couple of years ago. And um, they were having some other health issues and all of this happened at that same time. Like it was this job, like they, they had, all this stuff was sort of piling on health wise for my family. And then this job falls into my lap that I'm not even looking for. And time to, to go back to Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, it was like, you, you talk about something being meant to be like, I thought that the, um, you know, QVC host thing was going to be meant to be. But because it felt that way, like it felt so good, it felt like it was going to be, you know, destiny that that was going to happen. 
But as down as I got after that didn't happen and as, um, you know, sort of, I know it sounds dramatic, but sort of unwanted as I felt after that didn't happen, mm-hmm. it, this is really what was actually meant to happen. You know, it was, this was waiting in the wings. And so we said it in a, in a joking way a minute ago, but you really do never know what's going to happen. It's like fate, call it fate, call it the universe, call it God, call it whatever. There is some force there that is, um, you know, working on things or, or making things happen in a way. And I, you know, I thought that I just could not, like it was too good to be true, but it was. And I have been here since September of 2019 and I absolutely love it. And I love being close to my family again and being able to be of help and of assistance as when I can, you know, it's, it's such a, an interesting way that it all came about and such a just happened to happen at the right time. And I mean, and another thing that I'm grateful for is the fact that we moved to Georgia, back to Georgia, just a few months before the pandemic, like just a few months before, like being able to get, you know, to get settled into Georgia and then the pandemic happens. And um, I'm, you know, now living on a 25 acre farm in West Georgia uh, that uh, you know, I'm uh, have no problem social distancing out here. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's very easy to do that, and luckily I have high speed internet, so I can work from home. Um, but it, it, I think it was just the right time. Like we're meant to be here at this time during this very very strange time in our in our history, the history of the world. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just a shame that you know you're you're doing this uh, job in the news business when it, it's so boring and there's nothing going on. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing ever happening at all. Um, you know, we have um, a boring administration in Washington that never does or says anything uh, that that makes headlines. We never, um, you know, have anything happening that's uh, you know, I don't know, along the lines of a global pandemic that's killed 160,000 plus and counting Americans. You know, nothing like that. Yeah, um, yeah, just boring, um, slow news day. <laughs> well, so I we've we've kind of touched on this, but uh, what do what do you think uh, somebody could uh, the the life lesson they could they could take from the from uh, from that from your experience? Well, I would say you know, kind of again, just you ne- you really never know what's going to happen. Like be be open to pretty much anything, um, and and don't. Like just when you think, just when you get comfortable, be prepared to get uncomfortable again, (laughs) because I was very comfortable with the, this vision that I had in my head and the prospect of, you know, being this, uh, TV host and making very good money and, you know, sort of living, living the dream in a way. And then it didn't happen. I got very down and then as you know, life went on for a little bit longer, I realized, okay, maybe that wasn't actually the thing that was meant to be. And there was something better, a better opportunity out there for, you know, it might not have been something where I was going to make, make as much money or, or, you know, be, um, 
on TV even, but like my first love in my career is radio still. And it, and it always, um, it, it always will be really. And so I'm thrilled to be back in it because I was on TV for a long time. And I actually was on uh, WCBS in New York, uh, 880 doing traffic as well when I was there. Um, so I got a little bit of taste of radio, but it was like just a warm up for what was to come really. So it's like never, you know, don't, don't ever get too comfortable and sort of be prepared to be uncomfortable, to be made uncomfortable by life because life is life. It's a, it's a, it's a series of ups and downs and you may be on a high right now and you may be on a, a low tomorrow, but you never know what's around the corner. And that can be scary, but it can also be an amazing and wonderful thing. And like with me, this particular twist in my life has brought me closer to my family um, and has really made me a, a happier individual on a very personal level because I get to be there for my family. So it's, it's you know, never, never get too comfy. <laughs> Well, I think that, uh, well, you know, since we, we both work in radio, I mean, we know that uh, that industry, it seems like more than any other, uh, you're going to have, you're, you're going to, you're going to hit the bottom of the, uh, of the roller coaster occasionally. Oh yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think the thing that has helped me get through those moments is just that whatever something like really bad happens to me, I, I think that I just know that it's not permanent. And I, because of the fact that I know that it's not permanent, uh, I'm excited to see how I get out of that. Right. <laughs> and that's just, that's, that's just sort of the, the attitude that, uh, that, that I tend to, uh, tend to go with it. So yeah, I mean, to, to your point, I'm looking for what, what opportunity is going to pop up next. Right. Well, and that was, it sort of goes back, reminds me of, a of, a, a great comedian, um, that I used to listen to actually all the time growing up, growing up in the South, I, I listened to, um, a lot like, like Christian comedians because they were, they were clean and my, I could listen to them with my, my mother. <laughs> and, um, this one guy, I don't know if you've ever heard of Mark Lowry before. Um, uh, yeah. hilarious, absolutely hilarious. But he, um, used to say in one of his routines, he would say that his favorite verse of scripture was, and it came to pass. That's it. It came to pass. It didn't come to stay. <laughs> it like it, you know, it, it, it came to pass. So that's what, no matter what you're going through, it'll pass. Like if it's a good thing, it'll pass. Unfortunately, if it's a bad thing, it'll pass. Thank God. You know? So it's like, it's a, it's, um, you don't, you really don't know what life is going to bring, but whatever your situation is right now, it's going to pass. <laughs> Yeah. So, so if it's a good thing, enjoy it. If it's a bad thing, just know it's a, it's a temporary condition. It'll be it'll totally. Be and if it, if it, if it's a kidney stone, it'll pass. It, exactly. Yeah. It, that's a little, that's if, a little pun anyway. <laughs> although if, you're, uh, if, uh, if you do have a, like a weird pain in your stomach, you should probably get that looked at. Uh, from my own personal experience, yes. If there is a strange pain in your, especially the lower right quadrant of your uh, abdomen, <laughs> get that checked yeah. out. What's funny is uh, anytime that I have like any any uh, any pain in my uh, stomach, I'll always like Google, "Hey, which side is your appendix on?" Because because I can I can never never quite remember, and I'm like, hey, is, it, is it the left or the right? Uh, well, thanks so much for sharing your story. My, mine used to be on the right hand side. 
<laughs> yeah, no problem, Keith. It's great to join you. And you can help people find this here podcast by rating and reviewing it at uh, Apple, Google, wherever you happen to be listening. If there's a way to rate and uh, review this podcast, it'll help new people find it. And again, if you think you can top that story, shoot me an email at greateststoryeverpodcast at gmail.com. Gabatron?